0: This podcast series is based on a book called Beyond Reasonable Greed, Why Sustainable Business is a Much Better Idea, by Wayne Visser and Clem Sumter, read by myself, Wayne Visser. Investments, Channeling the Rainwater On the plains of Africa, water is a precious, life-giving resource, much like investment is to the economies of the world. The elephant seeks to channel water in such a way that all animals can benefit, while the lion jealously guards the pool for himself. One way of using capital flows to make a real contribution to society is by directing them towards the growing tide of sustainability projects. This international elephant-friendly trend, also called ethical investment and the socially responsible investment movement, broadly comprises the conscious use of investments to achieve social, ethical and environmental objectives, as well as to make a reasonable financial return. The sustainability investment phenomenon can be traced back to the beginnings of the corporate social responsibility movement in the United States in the 1930s. But it only rarely became visible in the 1970s, when church and university groups set up funds such as the Pax World Fund, to avoid investment in any companies which supported the Vietnam War and the apartheid regime in South Africa. The trend continued to spread and settled into two basic approaches, shareholder activism and screened investments. Shareholder activism is where groups of shareholders campaign for changes to what they perceive as unethical practices of the companies they have a stake in. Often they use the annual general meeting as a platform to lobby for their views and create public awareness. Rio Tinto has been on the wrong end of the stick from such groups for years. In the United States, investors who play an active role in shareholder advocacy of social responsibility issues are estimated to hold assets of $922 billion. That represents sizable clout so that companies prepare themselves in advance for investors who sponsor or co-sponsor resolutions on social issues. It makes for a more exciting annual general meeting. Screened investments, on the other hand, Deliberately exclude any investment in companies associated with oppressive regimes, armaments, animal exploitation, tobacco, gambling, alcohol production, and environmental degradation. More and more, screened investments are also using positive inclusion criteria, whereby they actively support investments in companies with a good record in environmental awareness, employee welfare, or community involvement. This is an evolving field that has grown to embrace over 300 different criteria, with gun control and opposition to genetically modified food among the more recent issues to be factored in. After growing steadily throughout the 1970s and 1980s, screened investment took off like a rocket in the 1990s. In the US, sustainability investment funds grew 82% between 1997 and 1999, about twice the overall growth rate, and reached a total of $2.2 or some 13% of all funds under management. There are now around 200 ethical mutual funds in the US. The growth picture in Canada has been similar, though the totals are smaller, while the US market doubled every three years in the 1990s, reaching almost $5.9 billion in 2001. The spread through Europe has also accelerated, with 20 sustainability funds being started every year since 1995 and reaching a total of almost 300 in 2001. They are worth an estimated $2.5 billion. Asia lags behind, but the pattern of growth is the same. Along with the plethora of ethical investment funds that have been established globally, several indexes have been introduced which further illustrate how ethical investments have gone mainstream. These include the Business and Environment Index, the Dow Jones Sustainability Group Index, and the Tomorrow Top 30 Index. The Business and Environment Index of Corporate Environmental Engagement surveys the FTSE 350 listed companies, while the Dow Jones Sustainability Group Index covers companies globally with an aggregate market capitalization exceeding $5 trillion. The Tomorrow Index ranks the 30 companies which appear most frequently in the portfolios of 200 of the world's principal funds which call themselves socially or environmentally responsible. Sustainability investment funds are not limited to developed countries – In South Africa, for example, there are more than a dozen funds that screen on social and environmental criteria. They range from the pioneering Community Growth Fund, launched in 1992, to the most recent entrant, the Freitas Earth Equity Fund, established in 2001. The spotlight thrown on companies by these funds sometimes brings a rude wake-up call to the coziness of the boardroom. One fund, for example, downgraded an industrial company and cited the following reasons for doing so. Appalling relations with the union, doubts about the effectiveness and tokenism of their affirmative action policy, an ineffectual retraining program, environmental problems, and the redeployment of white managers as consultants at higher cost. The natural assumption, especially of the cynical lions, is that these sustainability investment funds must sacrifice financial returns in order to achieve their social and ecological objectives. Indeed, a survey by the UK sustainability fund NM Conscious Fund revealed that 87% of the unit owners had bought on the strength of the ethical approach of the fund, whereas 7% had done so on the grounds of investment performance. But surprising though it may seem, evidence is mounting that many sustainability investments actually outperform the market. For example, an analysis of the U.S. Domini Social Index of 400 ethically screened companies shows that it marginally but consistently outperformed the Standards and Poors Index of 500 over a seven-year period. In 1999, according to Credit Suisse, The 20 largest socially responsible funds averaged returns of 5% above the benchmark S&P 500 index. And the Dow Jones Group Sustainability Index has also outperformed the market in its two years of existence. So the business of doing good can be good business too. According to Russell Sparks, author of the book The Ethical Investor, there are good reasons for this unexpectedly superior performance of sustainability funds. In the first instance, responsible investors are forced to avoid large conglomerates and concentrate on smaller companies, which are more likely to grow faster over time. Their exclusion of certain companies on the ground of moral or environmental repugnance may be an indication of legal action and financial problems to come. At the very least, an ethical approach constrains the investor to target companies with decent housekeeping policies. Lastly, sustainability investment requires a higher level of knowledge about the companies in which a stake could be taken than investment managers normally possess. Hence, sounder choices are made. It is important not to lose sight of the wood for the trees, however. What are the real returns of sustainability funds? Their true value is in redirecting money towards the fulfillment of social and environmental goals which usually get underfunded in the marketplace. Their returns, therefore, are not intended to be short-term and may not be astronomical in the long term. Instead, their legacy may be a better world for future generations to live in. In addition, ethical investment may be building up an important system of checks and balances to counter the unrestrained power of the large influential companies of the lion economy.